All right, the NBA is back. Two TV Sports is here to break down the format of the comeback. We couldn't be more excited. Tosh Myers and Jared Blinder here breaking down the comeback of the NBA, July thirty first. What are your What are your thoughts, Jerry? Hey, Tosh, it's great to be with you. And LeBron James got his way. He gets to push for that title this season. It's about 35 years old. I know he was lobbying heavily for that, as were some other stars on the uh, 10-player conference call. And uh, I'm really excited that uh, Adam Silver was on board with their plan, and, and we're getting the NBA back, you know, it seems like the end of July. Yeah, Jerry, I could not be more excited, man. Uh, I've been waiting about two months for this. It's looking like July 31st through through October 12th. That's when uh, games are going to be played, pushing back the season a little bit. But um, we're still going to get a season. Super excited to see what's going on in the NBA uh, when we get back. And and um, let's let's go over the format of this a little bit. That's what we're going to be here to talk about today. Um, 22 teams coming back. 13 teams from the West. Nine teams from the East. Uh, the teams that are kind of on the bubble, uh, Portland, who's in the ninth seed in the West. We got the Pelicans, Sacramento, the Spurs, and Phoenix in, um, as well as Washington in the East, along with the 16 teams that are in playoff spots right now. Um, the way that's going to work is eight teams are going to get in the playoffs. There is going to be a play-in for the eighth seed between the eighth and ninth seed um, after eight regular season games are played between all the teams. Uh, so we're going to get a 16-game playoff conferences like we had wanted, um, as shown by the article that I wrote a few days ago on 2TVSports.com. Um, and so so we're here to break down the format, Jerry. What are your initial thoughts of the format? Yeah, so I know they were floating around just going right into the playoffs, uh, having all 30 teams come back, and then this 22-team kind of, alternate ending of the regular season. Uh, I think we'll get into which format we would have liked a little bit later, but you know, I'm happy that they're doing a little bit of a end of the regular season rather than jumping straight into playoffs. I think you get those tune up games. Um, it gets the stars healthy back into shape. Uh, maybe a little bit of chemistry with the teammates before going right into that intense playoff run where uh, it could potentially be uh, uh, that two month run to get to the final, the finals. Um, but I, you know, I have some opinions on who was included and who was left out on, um, on the playoffs of those 22 teams. And I don't know, you know, I can address those now, or, or do you want to give your thoughts first and I can get back to that? Yeah. So let's, let's stick to the eight regular season games right now. So it seems like that was a necessity to get players, uh, back up to speed before the playoffs. I do like the eight regular season games. If they think that they can get those in, in a safe way. Um, just really depends on, on how safe this whole thing's going to be. Cause if there are COVID cases in those first eight regular season games, it is going to be hard for the season to continue. Um, I'm in on the eight regular season games. I like that, uh, option and I think it'll give them a good run up. We'll be able to get some extra basketball. Um, the teams that are on the edge of the playoffs will be able to, you know, have a chance to, to pull an upset and get into the playoffs. Um, really like that option if the players and everyone is willing to be there for those extra games. I think that's great. Um, one of the questions I had was in terms of the eight regular season games, are we going to get straight into those or are there going to be scrimmages beforehand? Um, have you heard anything about that well, or, or what do you, what's your take I, on that? Yeah. So I think even before you can do those eight regular season games, they have to have some exhibition type games. 
Uh, I don't think you can just go straight into playing. And I'm sure in early July, you know, they're going to get back just with their individual teams and go through workouts, almost like the start of the season, like the first training camp. Uh, it's going to be good to see everybody get back with your coaches. Just run through the basics again. Really get your fundamentals down before this big run, before even thinking about that. And then I think, you know, you scrimmage with your team, make sure everybody's healthy, still in that bubble in Orlando, um, and then have maybe an exhibition or a scrimmage with another team that isn't televised so you can, you know, work through your issues um, and then go into those eight regular season games. I do wonder, though, how the NBA is going to do scheduling just because, you know, you can't have the Lakers and Bucks necessarily like face each other in those eight games because uh, that could potentially be a finals preview. I'm not sure. But I know it'd be tough. Like, do they do that just for the ratings or do they keep them separate in anticipation so the finals gets an even bigger draw? Huh. Yeah, it is going to be interesting because not every team can play every one. So it's going to be, uh, you know, say the Spurs who are fighting for the eight seed have to play the Lakers, Clippers, um, and Bucks. Whereas, say, Phoenix, who's in the same position, is playing, you know, the teams that have worse records. Um, that's going to be interesting how they lay that out in terms of um, who's playing who. Um, they're going to have to do it in a fair way. And that's one of the things I. Well- I, I really want to want to bring up in this is this has got to be the most, you know, they got to make sure everything's fair. Um, and I think the, the layout does do that, but um, we'll get in this to it benefits more and less later in some of our segments. But um, what were you saying there, Jerry? I was just going to say, I don't think it can be fair. I mean, idealistically sure. You'd want everybody to play everybody, but given the limited time frame and the COVID risks, you can't have it be fair. And so, you know, some team is going to have to play the Lakers or the better teams um, just because it's unfair to leave those amazing teams like the Bucks, Clippers, Lakers out of those playing games or those eight regular season games because they also need the tune-up games as they've been out of action for the last two months. And so, yeah, I think you know, I, obviously they can't, they can't do it by conference because there's 13 Western Conference teams and nine Eastern Conference teams. And so I think you just have to forget conferences almost at this point. Yeah, so I think in terms of the fairness, the most important thing is that the teams that have uh, put themselves in a good position to compete for the championship, the top seeds who've been playing well all year, we have to make sure that those teams um, are are having a fair shot, um, which is why I think the play-in for the eighth seed is a little bit unfair to those teams. I don't know why this year would be any different. Why do some teams, why are they going to basically the the one seed's going to have to play the hotter team between the eight and nine seed that seems a little bit unfair plus they lose their home court advantage um and i know that due to covid and all that they can't make it completely fair but um i think they've got to do the best they can to make it the most regular uh type of situation possible and i don't think that that's what uh this playoff did with the play-in for the eight and nine seed what do, what do you think on the play-in for that for that eight and nine seed right so i've heard that the play-in is going to be the eighth seed whoever's position in that eight seed in both conferences is a single elimination so if they uh beat the other team they advance however the nine seed has to beat the eight seed twice so it's a kind of semi best of three series um i i kind of like it except for the grizzlies have been battling all season you know they have a three and a half game lead over the team in ninth, which happens to be the Trailblazers, Pelicans, and Kings. Um, and so I kind of like the intrigue of having them vie for that last spot because there were games in the regular season still to be played. But I think it, it you know, it's really disadvantaged to the Grizzlies who have worked so hard in our young team. And, you know, Jaw's really been, John Morant, that is, has really been leading this team. 
Um, and so, you know, if they're able to hold on to that eighth spot, that's, that's great. And so they can only, they only have to beat the other team once. Um, but, uh, you know, it definitely hurts them as a younger team. And, and how about Orlando, who is uh, about five and a half games up from Washington, who is now going to be potentially playing a two-game scenario for their playoff spot. Um, a young up-and-coming team who I'm sure would love to get playoff experience. You know, they were up five and a half games. Were they really going to lose that in the, in the le- end of the part of the season? I don't think so. So I don't um, – I think that's very unfair to them as well. Well, to that point, um, I think it's an absolute joke that the NBA included the Washington Wizards. I think they had to just so they didn't have eight Eastern Conference teams already decided. Um, but the fact that they – yeah, like five and a half games out with now just eight games to play. I mean, honestly, why do you have to bring the Washington Wizards into that bubble – subject them to possible COVID risk, get them all tuned up, and then basically say, hey, you're not actually making the playoffs. Go home. I mean, it's just an absolute joke. You know, like, I mean, make it even conferences, uh, maybe 20 teams, and then just have the other teams just from the Western Conference and just have your Eastern Conference. And also to that point, do away with the seeding for the season. If we're going to have kind of a a wacky, maybe semi-different asterisk-type ending, um, because obviously this isn't going to be a normal-type ending with no fans and all of that, um, why not just have it a best of 16? You know, like, why do you have to have it Eastern and Western conferences anymore? They're all going to be in the same area. There's no travel. There's no advantage or disadvantage to, to doing that. Yeah, I, I completely disagree with that just because a team like the Bucks, a team like the Raptors, the Celtics, your Celtics, um, they've been gearing up the whole year, all, all offseason, to beat the teams in their conference to have a chance to play for the title. Um, if you're mixing that up in a team like the Bucks now has to play the Clippers. Um, they, they're getting into something that they didn't know that was going to happen before the season started, and they weren't planning for it. It's almost like changing the rules of the game in the middle of the game, and I'm not um, in on that. Even though all the teams are going to be in the same place and it doesn't matter for travel, I do think that um, that would be unfair to some of the top teams who are planning their, their whole offseason around beating certain teams and um, – getting to the finals in that sense no way the Uh, name of the game is to beat the team in front of you it doesn't matter who you're prepping for it's a star driven league whether the whether the celtics play the pacers or sixers then the first round it doesn't matter what the seeding comes out to they have to beat whoever they're scheduled to play then of course we're going to go on to upset the raptors and beat your bucks to get to the finals but that's besides the point if you reseed the conferences to the best of 16 you have seven games to beat that team if you're the better team Win the freaking matchup. Like, it shouldn't matter who's in front of you. Yeah, I don't agree with that. I think that um, getting teams in, in certain rounds, facing them in different times, um, that can always have a big impact. Say last year, even with the Golden State Warriors, um, having Kevin Durant in the first round, um, partly in the second round, I'm sure the Rockets would have loved to play the Warriors in the conference finals last year. Um, and not played against KD, but uh, that's why that's why I think the seeding matters, and that's why I think the the uh, conferences matter. But um, let's get to our first segment here: uh, a two TV sports classic. Are you in or are you out? All right, Jerry, are you in or are you out on the number of teams uh, in this thing? We we went with twenty two teams here. Uh, they could have had 16, they could have had 30, 20, they really could have had any number. Um, and they did go with the 13 Western teams, the nine Eastern teams. 
what what are your what are your thoughts? Are you in or are you out on the twenty two team format? Yeah. So you know, I'm going off the board here. I'm out on twenty two. I'm in on twenty. I want to lop off two teams. I want to lop off the lower half of the Western Conference and the Phoenix Suns, and I want to lop off the Washington Wizards. I just think you're adding extra teams for no real reason. You know, the whole point of this bubble scenario in Orlando is to limit the exposure to the coronavirus, and adding more teams doesn't help that, and those teams also aren't competitive. And let's say somehow a miracle happens and they happen to get the eighth seed, they're going to get swept in the first round. I see absolutely no point to having those extra two. Yeah, in in I agree. I'm I'm out on 22. Um, I'm in on 16, and the reason is because um, it seems like right now they they wanted to get those eight regular season games in. They needed to have teams there who were they thought were within eight games um, or better of getting into the playoffs. So they had a legitimate shot of getting into the playoffs. They wanted to get those eight regular season games in. You had all these other teams like the Warriors. Uh, you know, Cleveland, who are like, we don't really want to play unless we have an actual shot at getting into the playoffs. Um, and so they didn't want to include everyone. I think that's why they didn't want to include everyone, because not every team wanted to be there mm-hmm. um, unless they had a shot to getting in the playoffs. And so my question, though, is, is what happens when Phoenix loses their first two games and Memphis wins their first two games and now Phoenix has six games that don't matter and they're in the same spot as the other teams? Right. I mean, I think um, you make the argument then that that could be a big issue. Yeah, I think you make the argument then that those guys are happy to be out there back playing ball um, again after it on the court. Um, and then also for the coaching staff, you know, you get to play your young guys, get to see what you have maybe for next year, what you need to improve on. So I don't think it's necessarily a lost cause just because you're out of the playoffs. I think it is a good opportunity, um, even though it's an absolute aberration to include the Wizards and the Suns. Yeah, I think that's a complete joke that those teams are in it. The Wizards are 24 and 40. Uh, let me repeat that, 24 and 40. Yeah, you can't, you can't be doing that. Um, they do not deserve a spot in the playoffs um, at all. And so, yeah, they should not be in it. Phoenix should not be in it. In my opinion, San Antonio has no business being in it. Um, I do think, I, I really, I really think they should have done 16 teams, um, some games as they could have done the regular season games as almost warm up games. Um, and, and they could have just gone from there. I think that would have been the most fair option to all the teams. Um, but this is more basketball, so um, in that sense, I, I can get down with that. But um, how about the new schedule here? We, we've got a schedule now. We're starting off in July 31st. It's, finals is projected to end uh, early part of October, around October 12th. And then the new season in 2021 will be in Christmas, uh, starting on Christmas. So that season will go from about Christmas to um August is the thought there. What are your thoughts on the the new schedule, the new uh, time of the year? Are you in or are you out on that? Yeah, so the NBA has been chatting about doing a Christmas start for for years now. There's been rumors about them wanting to change it up, and they never really had a good reason to do so. So I'm actually in on this schedule change just because I don't really think it matters. I think you could play the NBA at any time. You know, they're all in arenas. The fans are going to come out to see it. I mean, the only real reason is not to do is baseball this summer. But if you're the NBA, do you really care about infringing upon baseball's fanship in the summer? Like, no, I think I think you're going to dominate the summer if you move that back. 
Um, I think you get the non MLB fans packed in to watch the NBA in the summer. And, you know, when you're home with your friends, um, when it's, you know, downtime from, let's say, uh, school or work season, you, uh, you know, you get to chat about that all summer long and debate that all summer. Um, and then, you know, let's say you have free agency going into September, then you have the NFL going up free agency, and that's just a jam packed time um, with, with baseball winding down towards the playoffs as well. And so I think, I think it's actually a really good change. I think they could have done it before. I think this is the opportunity where they, where they finally take advantage of, of changing it for the better. Yeah, I'm in on this too. Um, terrible news for baseball uh, if they do this and, and actually go back and listen to our, our pod about how we fix baseball. And you'll see that if, if the NBA does this, baseball is going to be wiped off the map. I think it's great for the NBA. You've got football for half the year. You've got NBA for half the year. Um, summer, no one is really following sports other than baseball, I guess. And so uh, this would provide a chance for the NBA to really um, take the bull by its horns and, and even grow their league even more. Uh, I'm in on this, but I hate to see it happen to baseball. But um, I, I really do think this is a great option for the NBA um, in this COVID um, pandemic really actually push them into this new um, schedule. And I think they'll find success in it. Um, so, all right. Hey man, let's get to some, uh, rank them for the eight seed matchups for these new NBA playoffs. I'm going to start you out in the Western conference. Presumably we have the Memphis Grizzlies against the trailblazers, Pelicans, Kings, Spurs, or Phoenix suns. So rank who you want to see the Memphis Grizzlies play. Yeah. So I think this is all about who we want to see face the Lakers in round one. And for me, I'm a big fan of upsets. Uh, personally, don't like LeBron James on the basketball court or Anthony Davis at all. Anthony Davis is one of my least favorite players. Um, he had no reason to quit on the Pelicans last year. But anyways, um, I would love to see the Pelicans with Zion Williamson, um, with Drew Holiday, Lonzo Ball, all the list of former Lakers, Brandon Ingram, Josh Hart, uh, go up against LeBron and Anthony Davis in round one of the playoffs. Uh, let's see Zion take that series over, uh, scare LeBron a little bit. Uh, could see a, an upset potentially if, if the Lakers are a little bit rusty. So they're by far and away number one. Um, number two, I'm going to rank the Trailblazers. Uh, went to University of Oregon. Huge Blazer guy. Uh, third favorite team, actually. So... Um, Love to see Dame face LeBron, CJ, all those guys. And then uh, my last one I would say would be the Grizzlies. Uh, what John Morant's doing there is really, uh, really great. And um, just don't know if they've got the firepower of the other two teams, but um, would like to see John in the playoffs. What about you, Jerry? So the only team worthwhile for the Grizzlies to even play are the Pelicans, right? Um, so I agree with you on the Blazers take. I'm a little bit soft on them. I like, I like CJ and Dame up there and, in the uh, Pacific Northwest, they're they're a great combo up there. But I mean, you know, everybody wants to see Zion and LeBron round one. Um, I think regardless of who the Lakers play as the AC, whether it be the Grizzlies, Pelicans, Kings, Blazers, whoever comes out of there, uh, I think the Lakers end up winning that. But I think the most compelling matchup and who could actually push them the most is that young energy of the Pelicans team. And especially with no home court advantage, there's no fans, nothing. Like the Pelicans have a pretty good shot of this year versus any other year. They might be going into Lakerland there. Um, and then just to wrap up quickly here, 
The Suns, absolutely not. If the Suns are anywhere remotely close to sniffing the playoffs, I am out. Yeah, the Suns do not deserve a spot um, in the playoffs. Um, I think everyone can agree on that, and I don't know why they're in the playoffs. Now, how about in the East? Uh, we've got the Magic and the Wizards. Who do you want to see face the uh, Bucks there? So I don't want to see any either of them face the Bucks. I think the Bucks sweep whoever it is. It doesn't really matter. I mean, obviously, you can't be going with the Wizards. Uh, I don't think John Wall is going to play. Bradley Beal is out there on an island. Uh, the Magic have a young and up-and-coming team. Aaron Gordon's pretty fun to watch. I mean, I don't know how much they can really do against Giannis. He's uh, just an absolutely incredible player. Um, but, yeah, if I have to, if I'm unfortunately trying to choose between the Magic and the Wizards, I have to go Magic on this one. What about you? I'm going Wizards. I like Bradley Beal, uh, one of my favorite players. I was saying he was better than John Wall years ago. Um, proven right on that one. Um, and so I'd like to see Bradley Beal in the playoffs. I wouldn't mind that. But uh, I do think the Wizards do not deserve a spot. But uh, I like Bradley Beal, so I've got nothing against um, nothing against him. Um, who do you think this, this um, little playoff format helps the most? Uh, rank that on, on one, two, three. So I'm going to give you one team in the East and one team in the West that I think it hurt or helps the most first. So in the East, I think it helps the Nets first. I think if Kyrie gets rested, you know, he's pretty erratic. He can he can do pretty much anything. A little bonus there, the Sixers, it might help them a little bit. They had some chemistry issues all season on the road. And basically with no road games, I think it really helps the Sixers. So I'm actually going to put the Sixers over the Nets on who it helps the most, as much as I despise the Sixers. And in the Western Conference, I think it really helps the Houston Rockets. They don't have a traditional team in the fact that they don't have a center and they play uh, pace and space with all the threes they take. Um, and then, as we've seen, you know, Harden can be affected late in a series on the road. Um, and so I think that it could really benefit them not having to deal with that, that crowd noise. Now, who it hurts, um, you know, that's a little bit more complicated. I think it hurts the Denver Nuggets in the West just because – they seem like a team that plays with a lot of chemistry and timing and feed off that crowd energy. And without that, you know, I don't know how far of a run they can really make. Um, and then in the East, it definitely has to hurt the Toronto Raptors. You know, they got off to a really good start without Kawhi. They were playing well. Um, but this layoff, I think, really hurts that. Pascal did, Pascal Scalcom did take a big leap this year. But I think come second round, when my Celtics face them, they could have a real problem on their hands. Yeah, I like that. I, I think. Um, I'll start out with the teams it helps the most. So the way I kind of interpreted this is that it, I think it helps any team that's a lower seed uh, in the first first place. Um, and, and that's just because no one's playing any road games. Uh, it's always tough to win game seven on the road. So I'm going to go with the Sixers. I think that it helps the Sixers more than any team in the East. I think in the in the West, the team it helped the most um, would, be, would be Houston um, just because those guys, they're small players playing against big guys. I think they would have got worn out uh, as the season went on, and they kind of got a break there, um, and they don't have to play on the road. And then the last team, I think it helps. I do think it helps the Los Angeles Lakers um, just because I think LeBron James wants this more than anyone else in the NBA. He needs this title. Um, this could be his last chance for a title, and, and he really needs this to cement his legacy. So... I, I would be very surprised if he doesn't come back uh, ready to go 
uh, where some of these other guys might not have the motivation that he had over this break to, to continue uh, playing basketball. And, and I do think it, this hurts the Milwaukee Bucks, who are now not going to have a home uh, court advantage, as well as uh, Denver and Utah, who, who are teams that I think potentially had a chance um, to, to come out of the West if they had some home court advantage throughout the way. But uh, now they're not, they don't, and I think they might lose uh, that first-round matchup. Um, All right, so, so it, it sounds like you're sleeping on Kawhi Leonard here in the Clippers, so I want to transition a little bit to uh, our last segment, Don't Sleep On. Tosh, who are you not sleeping on come this NBA Finals? All right, Jerry. Uh, I am not sleeping on LeBron James. I think that guy is uh, ready to go. As I said, he's going to take over the West. Um, I like the Clippers before this pandemic, but I think now the uh, the Lakers are going to come through. I think LeBron's a man on a mission. He's been a man on a mission for the last few months, as much as I hate to say it. I think they're going to uh, come out of the Western Conference there. So I'm going to say don't sleep on LeBron James and the Los Angeles Lakers. So I originally was going to say during this segment, don't sleep on the Nets. You know, Kyrie could be pretty good in the one series run and, you know, maybe KD comes back. But no, after hearing your ridiculous, preposterous take here, I'm going to say don't sleep on the LeBron James stopper and Kawhi Leonard and the Clippers. I think they're built perfectly to beat the Lakers. You know, originally with fans, the Clippers essentially would have had to play all of those games in the Staples Center on the road. With no fans, I think Kawhi Leonard is younger, better, faster um, than LeBron James is at this point. And we've seen, even when Kawhi Leonard was younger and more inexperienced in the 2014 finals, he was able to slow LeBron James down. And so I'm going to go with don't sleep on the Los Angeles Clippers, the other team from L.A. Um, and I'm, I'm really, really excited to see those teams presumably play in the Western Conference finals and uh, see, see which one of our teams is coming out on top there. Yeah, that's that's going to be a good battle for sure. Um, I like the Lakers, but um, what all you fans are going to have to do is is tune into our podcast next week. Um, we're going to break down the NBA playoffs, give our predictions, who we like, who we don't like. Um, that's going to be dropping next week. So be on the lookout for that. Uh, wanted to kind of stick to the format in this one, and, and uh, we'll get to our predictions in the next one, in the next one which we know you guys were um, waiting on. Secondly, what I want everyone to do is go to 2tvsports.com. Uh, got some great articles on there. Uh, Tosh Myers wrote, NBA, don't mess up the comeback. Get, give his take on um, what he thought the comeback should be a few days ago before this play and all got approved. Uh, Jared Blinder, don't overpay your running back. Great stuff in there, um, as well as an article that Tosh Myers wrote about being a uh, Packers fan and, and the sad life of that. So, um, got some great articles on there, some that I wrote myself, some that Jerry wrote. Until next week, Two's TV Sports signing off here today. Uh, looking forward to next week's pod on our predictions for the NBA. Be on the lookout for that.